0: You're listening to the Wander Well podcast. Learn how to create your own reality, live your calling, and find inner peace. We cover self care, wandering, and manifesting. Welcome. I'm your host, Katie J. Hello, and welcome to Wander Well podcast. I'm your host, Katie J. When it comes to the back end production of Wander Well, there are three main people involved. Me, myself, and I. I am a one-woman show and proud of it. If you enjoy this podcast and want to help keep it alive, please share, rate, and review it. As always, head on over to wanderwellpodcast.com for guided meditations, workshops, and other freebies for listeners who go the extra mile. Thank you, all of you. You can also connect with Wanderwell Podcast on Instagram at Wanderwell Podcast. In our first week of Wonder Woman Wednesday, we interview Corinne Rice from Nomadic Mom. You can find her on Instagram at underscore nomadic mom. My intention here is to provide women who want to travel more with feasible advice and tips and uh, stories from women who are already traveling a lot. Um, the first question is, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself in terms of your background, your education and experience as a traveling mom? Um,
1: OK, so I graduated high school in 2002 and I knew that I did not want to go to college, although my parents gave me an ultimatum, they said you can move out or you can go to college. So I tried a community college for a couple weeks and then I dropped out. And, uh, I knew that nothing I would ever want to do with my life would require for me to go to like a four year college. So I next 10 years waiting tables and bartending and kind of waiting for something to click with me. I, you know, my dad's mentality was always like, go to school, get an education, work a nine to five. It doesn't matter if you don't like it get a 401k, have this security, and I just knew that wasn't for me. And so uh, I just spent the next 10 years waiting tables and bartending, kind of waiting till like something felt right or I felt inspired by something or, you know, to move in a certain direction towards something. And so after about 10 years of waiting tables and bartending, I got into raw food, actually while I was living in Austin, and eventually became a raw food chef. And I had a pop-up restaurant in Detroit. At a pop up restaurant in LA, and I was a celebrity chef for a little while. Um, it was kind of a lot of work, and I didn't enjoy all of it. And so I started acting and modeling, and I did that for about a year and a half. And during that time, Atlas was in daycare, sometimes 50 hours a week, and then sometimes with a sitter on the weekends if I booked weekend gigs. And I just knew that that is not what I was looking for. Um, that I really wanted to be more of a stay at home mom. And instead I was like this working single mom getting no help from his father. And so, um, yeah. So at that point I was like, okay, this is not working out for me. Uh, what, do, what is it that I want? I want to spend time with my son. I want to travel. Like, how can I make this work? There's a real snake. And, <laughs> he just threw a snake at me. So at that point I realized I needed to take a step back and, and figure out what I really wanted. Um and and what it was is to spend time with Atlas, uh, to not be working as much and also to travel. And so within a couple days of realizing that, I was on a plane to New Mexico with Atlas and we went woofing. Uh we had three farms set up to woof on. So if you don't know what that is, it's worldwide opportunities on organic farms so you can go and volunteer at a farm uh the length of time sort of depends on what you work out with the farm mm-hmm. uh, and usually you're working four hour days in exchange for room and board and food so i was like okay i can travel uh have my food and room and you know meals and then room and board covered and spend more time with atlas uh but at the time he was two And it was very difficult, and a four-hour day became an eight-hour day. So um, it was fun for a little while, but it got, got a little exhausting after about six months. So that's how we started our traveling, was by volunteering on farms.
0: Nice. And so what was kind of the next step after that, after you realized, all right, farming might not be for us?
1: So after we spent about let's see, maybe five months, on various farms through New Mexico and Florida. I went to visit my parents, who also live in Florida for a little while for Christmas, mm-hmm. and then went to visit a friend who had moved from LA to New Hampshire. And while I was in New Hampshire, I met a man. Uh, we ended up getting married a few months later, and then all and then divorced a year after that. During that time, uh, my home base was in New Hampshire when I was married, and so we were traveling from there. And, um, I, what I was doing in order to travel was I was bartering with people a lot. I would contact different companies and set up photography gigs where I was going. So that way I could work while I was traveling. And so it wouldn't be as expensive. It wasn't like I was taking time off work. Gotcha.
0: So what kinds of things were you taking pictures of? Were you taking pictures of people's hotels or were you, were you guys already at the point Where you guys, where it was kind of you and Atlas as the main subjects within the hotels or within the uh, restaurant or wherever it was that you were going?
1: Yeah, so it was Airbnbs and hotels and different uh, types of attractions, you know, Uh, like, for example, we went on a flamingo tour, boat tour in Mexico. And so I took photos for them. Uh, So really anything travel based. That's really cool. I like that. Because you mentioned
0: that your background um, was also in preparing food and you were a chef for a while. So were you always a photographer or was that something that you kind of developed so that you could travel more?
1: Yeah. So when I was a chef, I would photograph my own food for uh, my Instagram page. Mm -hmm. And uh, eventually I had gotten hired by a company, an app that does food delivery. And so I took some food photos for them as well. So it started out just kind of me putting the camera in automatic, uh, and just taking photos that way. And then slowly teaching myself how to use the different settings just through YouTube videos, and then just getting better over time. And now I actually do a lot of freelance photography for um, social media content for different brands. Gotcha. I
0: like that a lot. Because I think even someone like me, I have a DSLR that I don't take out of auto mode, because I'm not comfortable with it. But, you know, a lot of people start there. And I think it's, it's easy to forget that uh, when you want to take more pictures, but don't feel like you know how.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel like I learn the best, like for me to go and sit in some photography school or take some online course doesn't really work for me. I am better, I, I better learn by like, okay, if I just want this subject and focus and everything else to be blurry, like, how do I do that? And then I, I look it up and I learn that. And then the next time I want to know how to do something else, I learn how to do those settings. For me, I learn better that way. So it was kind of a slow process.
0: Gotcha. Did you face any roadblocks when you started to travel more frequently with Atlas?
1: Not really. Um not that I can think of. Uh I have some friends sometimes that travel with me which is really nice. Uh yeah, I, I can't really think of any robots. Everything has been really smooth. Atlas is a great traveler. I mean, we've sometimes been in the car on a road trip for 10 hours a day and he doesn't complain not once. He'll play with his toys and read books and as long as we have music, he does fine. Um I haven't really had any issues, you know, being in other countries or I mean just minor hiccups here and there but nothing too significant. That's awesome.
0: I love to hear that. And did you have any early mentors or anyone that you were kind of inspired by before you started traveling?
1: Um, Not that were moms, just some really beautiful Instagram accounts Mm -hmm. that sort of inspired me and uh, really helped me uh, improve my photography. Mm -hmm. Just by looking at other photos and, and photographers that have been doing it for longer than I have. Um, But yeah, there weren't really any mentors. There wasn't really, I just kind of went for it. And um, I didn't think there were a lot of people out there that were as crazy as me, just being a single mom and traveling and not caring too much about or worrying about things. Um, But yeah, so no. So how long have you two been traveling? Yeah, so it's been a little over two years. We started the woofing in September of 2015. I think it was just after his birthday. So like around the middle of September. So a little over two years now. Gotcha.
0: Love it. And how long do you guys think you're gonna keep it up?
1: I don't know. You know, I mean, we spent the whole summer in Detroit and didn't really go anywhere. So we're not traveling nonstop. You know, it's not all the time. Right now, we don't have a home base, which when I get back from this trip we're on right now, we will figure out where we're gonna live, which might be Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm extremely indecisive. And I changed my mind a lot. And I also don't like being in one place for too long. So yeah, I'm not sure where we're going to end up. I get that.
0: Yeah, I get that a lot. I'm I'm about to move to Costa Rica for 4 months and then when I come back, I'm going to be like I have no idea where I'm living. <laughs> we'll just figure it out.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I yeah, stuff like that doesn't really stress me out too much. Um like worrying where I'm going to live or be, or I don't know, it all seems to work out when you don't worry about it. So. Mm -hmm. So how
0: would you say the world of Instagram has changed, if at all, um, since you got started?
1: The world of Instagram? Let's see. So I, you know, obviously, there is more and more users every day. And so I feel like it really, people are just flooded with uh, everyone's feeds are just flooded with so many beautiful images Mm. that I feel like it takes a lot now to really get somebody interested in your photo. Um, It's interesting. My engagement used to be really high and now I feel like the photo has to just be like out of this world, (laughs) extremely fairy tale like to get a lot of likes, which is funny. And, you know, I'm not taking the photos and posting just to get the likes, but something I noticed that's different from when I started is that and that um, it's a little bit harder to grow your account now than I think it was a couple years ago when I first started. Mm -hmm. Because there are so many amazing accounts, accounts that your, you know, photos are always being compared. And then I think people easily unfollow if they if you post something they don't like, or if it's a photo that you don't normally post. And so yeah, it's interesting.
0: Yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying with that. It's, it feels like almost kind of how you were saying there are a lot of people that are traveling the world and have beautiful photos and I want to do that too and so everyone's starting to to do that and so everyone's like well I don't need to follow all of these travelers (laughs) you know and they get really picky about who they're traveling or sorry who they're following so okay that being said if you had to start all over as far as posting on Instagram or utilizing your photography Um, When traveling do you Think you would do anything differently if you Had to start over today
1: no I don't know what I would do differently honestly Um I don't Like to live with regrets So there's nothing I I mean of course there are brief moments Where I'm like oh I wish I did it like this Mm -hmm. But uh there's Not really been anything Where I've been Hung up on the idea of having Done it differently um No, I don't think so. That's awesome.
0: I love that. What are the best tools for female travelers, um, both online and offline?
1: You know, I'm not really sure. I don't really have any resources that I go to for traveling as a female. Um, About a year ago, I looked up what are the safest countries for women to travel to alone. And I haven't looked at that since just because, I don't know, I kind of live, I feel like if I worry about things... AKA have this knowledge from, from, you know, news sources or the media, which they really just want you to be scared of everything. Um, then I'll be walking around afraid. And, and as a result, I will uh, those things to me that I don't want. And so, um, yeah, I don't really use any resources. Maybe I should, I don't know. Um, but yeah, there's, there's nothing that I really use for that.
0: Gotcha. And you, you broke up for just a short section of that. You said you don't want to what I'm assuming you probably said you don't want to attract the things that you don't want is that what you said it broke up a little bit yeah
1: so I'm a firm believer in law yeah I'm a firm believer in law of attraction mm-hmm. and manifesting things and so um I, I think if I were to use resources that were saying like you know women shouldn't travel here then I I don't know I would just have that fear in me and it almost wouldn't matter where I'm at if I'm like you know thinking about these things that are negative I could attract them to me wherever I'm at it really doesn't matter
0: yes I uh, love that answer because I'm the same way I'm like if I catch myself having a negative thought I'm like no 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 no." rephrase that positively (laughs) yeah (laughs) so uh, you know a lot of people who are traveling as a couple a a, you know a partnership um say that it's really important to have time away from one another do you and your son have any time away from one another when you're traveling is there like a babysitter service or anything like that that you use
1: not so far so yes it's a lot of time with him he does take a nap and then he goes to bed before me so i do have that time mm-hmm. which is it's not really the same as like you know being in two different locations or you know him being with the babysitter and meeting out and about. I'm not sure how comfortable I feel having a babysitter in another country. When we were in Michigan this summer, he went to a forest school for a little while where, you know, they spend the day outside tending the garden and cooking lunch together and things like that. And that was really nice. And he likes that. And so I'm I'm hoping we find a home base somewhere and then, you know, we can have a little bit more time apart because, yeah, when we're traveling, it can get a little intense being together 24-7, just like any relationship could be. So, right. yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any final thoughts to help motivate other female travelers or traveling moms to get started or take their travel kind of to the next level like you've done?
1: Yeah, I think people just need to go for it. You know, I get people message me a lot of times. They're like, oh, I wish I could do what you do. And everybody thinks or a lot of people think that it's impossible to do what I do. And I would say if, you know, if there's any situation that could have made it happen, you know. If if I did it, I feel like anybody could. You know, I started traveling with no money, working on farms, um, and I just think that a lot of people think if something seems scary, then they shouldn't do it. But I think it's kind of the opposite. If something seems scary, it's probably good for you to head in that direction. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of resources out there you know that I know of I don't refer to of you know women that are traveling and and things like that and you know for me it was more about well one about what I wanted to do and and two about you know well when I was pregnant with Atlas I was like oh my dreams are you know crushed until he's 18 like I'm right. not going to be able to do anything that I And then, you know, when he was two years old and I kind of realized I didn't want to be doing what I was doing in Los Angeles, I thought, you know, what kind of example would I be setting if I wasn't following my dreams like that? You should just give up on your dreams like I don't want to set that example for my son. I want to show him that like no matter what obstacles there are, figure out how to overcome them and pursue your passions. You know, in the beginning, it can be a little bit scary. But once you do it, it's never as bad as you thought it was going to be when it comes to doing things that you're afraid of. That is the best answer ever.
0: (laughs) Well, awesome. Crin, thank you so much. Atlas is was amazing.
1: (laughs) Atlas, do you want to come and say bye? Nice to meet you.
0: Nice to meet you too. (laughs) Have a good night. That is it for today on Wanderwell Podcast. Thank you so much for stopping by. I'm your host, Katie J. And when I'm not podcasting, I'm empowering women to live their best lives through courses, coaching, and guided meditations. To learn more about these offerings, head on over to wanderwellpodcast.com forward slash Katie. That's K-A-T-I-E. I'll see you next week on Wanderwell Podcast. And remember... The wander makes the heart grow stronger.